Dance. There you go. That's good. Sit gentle. You're not supposed to climb on me. You know that's no good. I just want some love. Merry Christmas. Christmas. Well, good morning. Good Christmas morning. This is amazing. Uh, we get to be with you. If you're watching live, oh, thank you for being a part. Uh, uh, we can be a part of your Christmas. If you're watching virtually, um, that you're kind of on demand, you're coming back. Uh, this is Christmas morning, and we just want to share a few thoughts with you today. Well, Christmas is like, it's huge at the Stevenson House. Uh, so we need to kind of full disclosure it's nice and neat and tidy in our Christmas room. This is the room we spent Christmas in. Uh, we were pre-taping this. It will be, it'll be a little chaotic, won't it? Um, it'll be a whole lot chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> tell everybody a little bit about what, uh, what it'll look like at 10 o'clock on Christmas morning in this room. Well, our kids have always arrived home super early and um, with all of their kids. And we do what we call the big breakfast, but this year we're not doing it. We're changing tradition a little bit. Because our kids are getting older, and not only are they getting older, their children are getting older. So we want to give them a little bit of extra time. But tradition has always been huge, huge to yeah. our boys. And and so... Um, it's amazing how, as people build traditions, they become yeah. super important. So we haven't told them yet that we're changing tradition. And they're going to have... Specifically, one of them is going to have a really hard time with that. Our kids like tradition. Yeah, I think it brings safety and security to family. So it'll be, it'll be jam-packed with people, and it'll be a lot of noise yeah, in there. Yeah, a lot of noise, a lot of chaos. A lot it's, of good, It truly is a noise. beautiful day. I mean, I love it. Love we it just so kind of let everybody go, and you know what? It's, it's Christmas. It it's, is truly the most magical time of the year. <laughs> but, you know, um, when I think about my childhood and Christmas, um, we had traditions that um, I took and, you know, shared with you, and they've become part of our Christmas tradition that you had. Um, what was your, growing up, what did your present opening tradition look like? So we were up at 4 a.m. Um, we were we were so excited. My mom, I mean, I, I learned from my mom. My mom was Mrs. Christmas, and, and um, we were so excited. But by 4 a.m., we were up, but we had some rules around us. We weren't allowed out of our rooms until seven. But we would, you know, we'd get our stockings open and then we would surely sneak to mom and dad's room or down to look at the Christmas tree. <laughs> but by eight o'clock, seven, eight o'clock, um, yeah, it was a five minute ordeal and we had ripped everything open. Our names were on our gifts and it, it was like, ah. but I just remember those, those are some of my greatest moments at Christmas time. Um, that excitement. So you, you guys were rip and tear Christmas, yeah, and we were. I have to I have to um, say that um, because my tradition was quite a bit different. That the first time I I took part in one of your rip and tear Christmases, I was a little disappointed because um, I had purchased presents not only for you and some of your family members, um, and so they were open, and I didn't get a chance to see them open the gift that I, because it was just all happening in, in, you know, one, two, three, go. And not that that's, there's nothing wrong with that. It is very different. In my home, we um, decided who would start the Christmas opening that year. Um, and, uh, and then everybody, uh, you know, somebody would bring it. There would be a, the person designated to be the messenger, bring the gift. Um, and then one person would open it, everybody else watch. Ooh, ah. And then uh, the next person would go. And, uh, so, which tradition came into our home when our kids were little? 
your tradition. Oh, my, my tradition, which, which you hate to admit, but I know you love because it became our tradition. But, but again, there's not right and wrong in that. No. I think, I think the reason we adopted that for our family is there's something special about whether it was the siblings amongst themselves or to us or us to them, that in that moment of um, the gift, gift being given, received, and then opened, like you get to see the expression. You get the giver, the giver gets to appreciate and the receiver gets to appreciate. I just think something intimate took place, um, bonding. I, I just think there's some really deep stuff that took place in those moments. And we continue to do that. Although the grandchildren are, I think they're kind of reverting back to rip and tear. Yeah, it starts <laughs> off very, very organized, but it doesn't end organized. There's 12 little hands that are wanting to help. And yeah. and it, it is it, it is just such a fun time so to be fun. together as a family. So fun. Well, we want to talk about in a minute how, how incredible it is that God gives us gifts as we focus on the greatest gift given Jesus at yeah. Christmas time. But just before we do that, one of the other traditions that my family had that you've never adopted and you never really appreciated was um, I grew up with prank gifts being given. Um, I mean, you never knew what you were going to open. Uh, <laughs> it could be really inappropriate or appropriate or... But um, one of our first Christmases, and uh, I didn't tell you this, but I did go down in the photo albums and get some pictures. Of course you did. And, uh, <laughs> and so this is back in the day. We look, I think, a little bit, you look exactly the same, but I look, yeah. <laughs> I look different. And it was, the, uh, it was the Christmas before we got engaged, and I had gone and purchased a really beautiful uh, pendant for you for Christmas. And, uh, but when I was at the jewelry shop, and the jeweler was a friend of the family. He had this uh, piece of costume jewelry, really gaudy pendant. Oh, yes. <laughs> and he said, why don't you wrap this up and give it to her first? Because he was in on the, he like, excuse me, the, the uh, gag gift stuff. So one of the pictures is you getting ready to open it and just being excited that I had given you a gift. And then your face, <laughs> and you put this thing on. And do you remember that? Do you remember that, that gift? Very clearly. And so I think it's still in my jewelry box. I don't know. <laughs> that would be so cool if we could find that. Uh, I have a funny feeling that got discarded quickly, but maybe I could be wrong. Um, so when you didn't know that it was a prank gift, you thought it was my gift to you. Do, do you remember that? Sure did. Yeah. But I always just, I was taught young that you just appreciate what you get. And um, I just thought, wow, this is awesome. So in the picture, you're smiling. And I remember after you opened the real gift that you had said, I really would have been appreciative. And that, that does describe you so well. And you know what, sweetheart, I, I want to say this morning how much I appreciate um, your influence at Christmas in our home uh, over these years with our children, uh, now our grandchildren. And I tell everybody, you're Mrs. Christmas. You go out of your way to decorate the house and make sure that it just has that festive cheer. And, um, and then what a lot of people don't know about you is just your capacity to know what a person would want to receive in a gift. In fact, you're watching this Christmas morning, tomorrow's Boxing Day. You're going to be out probably shopping Boxing Day uh, deals. 
but you will literally buy Christmas presents for next year. As you're buying Christmas presents all year long. I just want to thank you for bringing Christmas into our home in such a beautiful, beautiful way. Thank you so much. So we were looking at this scripture. I think it's just so appropriate. You know, as you express so amazingly in our home how to make Christmas wonderful, um, how much more God, how much more God does that? It's an amazing scripture. Matthew 7, verse 11. If you, imperfect as you are, know how lovingly take care of your children and give them what's best, how much more ready is your heavenly Father to give wonderful gifts to those who ask him? We have three thoughts that we want to share with you today from this scripture. And I want you to really, as we're going to talk about this, the how much more. So compared to God, we're imperfect, imperfect parents. And God is the perfect heavenly Father. So you, you just got to multiply this by a gazillion to really understand God's heart. And so the first point, number one, how much more does God know how to take care of us? If we know how, you know how to take care of our family at Christmas time. How much more does God know how to do that? And uh, I want you to share a couple of thoughts on that. I just think for me, and, and we're using Christmas as our, as our backdrop this morning, because yeah. here we are on Christmas yeah. morning. But I think for me, when I, I think of each of my children and how much I just want to see them happy. So it's not as they have grown, it's finding that thing that puts a smile on their face or that thing that they're going to be like, wow. And, and I think of, of how much God must look at us, how much yeah. he loves us, yeah. how much he wants to see a smile on our faces by the great gifts that he has to give us. And all we have to do is ask. All we have to do is say, Father, I just ask, you know, and, and he just, he wants to see that smile yeah. on a face, our face. He wants to give us those gifts of our, our treasures of our heart. Yes. And I think as a mom to, to my children and now into our grandchildren, I want, you know, to see their smiles. And, and I just know the father smiles on us every day. And sometimes we don't want to ask him, but this might be too big of an ask. And Jesus just wants you to ask. Yeah, for sure. So how much more does God know how to take care of us as Jesus was talking about? And so, you know, the reason that out of our heart to give really is our heart to care for. So as as parents, we're caring for, and the Heavenly Father is caring for us. And we just want you to consider this morning, you know, it's Christmas morning, and and yet you may be carrying some cares of this mm -hmm. world. You might be carrying some difficulty. And you need to know, you need to just know that God wants to care for you this morning. And 1 Peter 5, 7 says, give all of your worries, all of your worries. What worries are you holding on to right now? What worries have you not given? In fact, one translation says, cast them, throw them, <laughs> get them off of you uh, and, and put them on God. Why? Because God cares about you. The second thought from this scripture is that God wants to give you the best. He wants to give you the best. If you're imperfect as parents, Jesus was saying, but you know how to lovingly take care of your children and give them what's best. A God that's a giving God. You know, I've met a lot of people over the years as we've done ministry and as we share the gospel with them or people that just maybe have a misunderstanding about God mm -hmm. because of background. And they see God as a taking God. You know, God, God's going to take all my fun away, or God's going to, you know, require this, or 
and they just see God as a, a taskmaster or maybe they didn't have loving parents that demonstrated uh, a safe environment. I just need you to know this morning as you're watching uh, this segment that God is a God that wants to give, he wants to give. And so some people, when they think about, oh, okay, so parents know how to give gifts, but does God want to actually give me something? Yeah. yeah, how much more? So how much as a parent did you want to give that gift this morning? How much as a parent you wanted that to happen? As Chris said, that it puts that smile that like God wants to increase you this morning. He wants, he wants this Christmas to be different for you. He wants to give you the best gift, his love this morning. How much more? I, I thought about, you're a little bit this way. I, I, I don't think I, I pick on you a little bit. I don't think I do this, but you're, you get, you come under obligation gift syndrome. I call it that, obligation gift syndrome. So somebody will give you a gift you weren't expecting them to give it to you. And you scramble and you go, I got to go buy them a gift. <laughs> and I go, why? Well, they gave me a gift, so I got to give them a gift. <laughs> obligation gifts. God is not an obligation gift giver. He's giving because he loves you and he cares for you. God so loved the world that he gave. In the, in the very essence of who God is, he's a giver. And then it goes on to say, that he gives those gifts, and you just alluded to that a moment ago, to those who ask. And asking, of course, is prayer. And there's a verse that's bothered me for years. Um, it's this one from Matthew 6, 7, verse 8. It says, when you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. So repetition prayer, rote prayers, prayers out of a book as opposed to prayers out of a heart. They think that their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them. For your father knows exactly what you need before you ask him. So I've always had this question. So why do I pray then if God already knows what I need before I ask him? And, and so I know that what we did with our kids, and I think this, was, this, this thought kind of lined up for me, was when our kids were young, it wasn't as if they needed permission to go in the refrigerator and get something or uh, they needed something. But we did teach them that they should ask first. Hey, mom, hey, dad, is it okay if I go in the fridge and grab a soda? Hey, mom or dad, is it okay? And again, it wasn't to prove authority, but I think it was to teach them the principle of source, right? That they, that mom and dad have the capacity and the ability to give and by asking and I like being asked, right? Doesn't Absolutely. Feel, yeah, like I, I like, I liked it when our kids would ask because I couldn't wait to give. Yeah. I believe God loves to be asked when we pray, and we ask the Lord for what we need, what we're caring about, what what the, the gift that He wants to give. When we pray and we ask, I think it acknowledges God's my source. He has access to all of this. And I'm saying, Lord, as, as, as my Heavenly Father today, I ask that you would give. Yes. And we know that we are serving a God who wants to receive. As we get ready to close this, I just hope that's been helpful for you today. How much more God wants to give. How much more He's 
just can't wait for you to ask so that you can be prepared to receive. Honey, I wonder this morning if you would just pray and that's a great Christmas morning for those that are watching as we celebrate together, especially those that may be watching and they're alone today. They're not with family and they're just mm -hmm. tuned into this and we especially wanna pray for them today. Let's bless those that are watching today. Father, we just thank you, Lord, that we can have this time, God, the celebration of your birth, Jesus, the celebration of the day you came to this earth, Father. We didn't know a lowly baby in a manger, God, that you had such greatness for us, God. Thank you, Father, that we can just come into your presence, even though we're not all together in a building, but we're all together virtually. Father, I just pray for those families that are together today. And Lord, and for those that may be alone today, Father, that you will be their comfort, yes. that you will be their presence, Father, that you will just be there for them, God, and for families, God, that they will find such a joyous time in this day, Father, as we come together, God, but we keep you the center, Christ in Christmas. Father, we just thank you for this day. And Lord, I, I just pray a blessing over every single person that's watching. In your name we pray. Amen. Just before we go today, we never end a time when we're with people, uh, whether in church or virtually, without giving someone the opportunity to receive the greatest gift ever given. When God the Father gave Jesus his only son, when, and as Chris was just praying that Christmas, Bethlehem, God incarnate, and that's a theological word of God in flesh, God here and now, that Jesus came to be a man, to understand the sufferings of humanity, and yet was without sin. And that qualified him to go to the cross at Easter, to die, to be buried, to be raised again. When he did that, he took the sin of the world so that we wouldn't be separated from God. The greatest gift ever given is to have a relationship with God, to have eternal life living in us that starts the moment we ask Jesus to come into our life. Maybe you've never opened that gift. It does have to be opened. It's available to everybody. It's given individually to every human being on planet Earth. But you have to decide to open and to receive the greatest gift, God's love in the form of Jesus and the forgiveness of sin. If you're watching today and you've never opened that gift, I'd like to invite you to do that right now. Pray this simple prayer with me. Dear Jesus, thank you for the gift of your life, the gift of the cross. I open it today. Come into my life. Forgive my sin. I receive eternal life. Amen. If you've decided to do that, we believe you're born again and you've received the greatest gift. Hey, Merry Christmas. Uh, we're going to move from here uh, to the rest of what's happening in our Christmas day. Uh, we can't wait to see you next week. We have a worship and prayer emphasis day to kick off our January prayer time. We can't wait to see you. God bless you. Ready? Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas.
so much for joining us this Christmas morning. We hope and pray that you've been blessed throughout this whole service. We are a community that believes in the power of prayer, and we invite you to head over to hcfcornwall.ca slash prayer, where you can post a prayer request, pray for others at Harvest, or post a praise report on something awesome that God has done in your life. We're excited to see you next Sunday, New Year's Day, for our 6 p.m. online and in-person service. Let's get ready to ring in the new year with worship and prayer. Can't wait to see you then. Harvest, we We love love you. you.